Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news analysis and discussions. I'm your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my two fantastic co-hosts, Yang Guang and Tian Yu. Today, we will be talking about the beginning of the 2024 tennis season, starting off with the first Grand Slam of the season, the Australian Open, which is probably one of the tournaments in the Grand Slam calendar that I look forward to the most. It just seems to bring about... The athletes that I think have been really looking forward to the season starting and they seem to come out with like the most fire, the most aggression, whereas like a tournament like Wimbledon, I always find athletes are a little bit more reserved, you know, because of like the uniform and the rules and whatever. <laughs> but with the Australian Open, you see like amazing kits and, you, you know, the heat kind of makes athletes also a little bit more crazy. Yes, like I always, yeah, I always, I always find this like a little bit more drama sometimes with the Australian Open, which um, is always exciting to watch. But I guess something that is less dramatic, um, we've got a couple of, I would say, even less than a handful of dominant performers on the men's and women's side, and that always is. I mean, it's great for the athletes themselves, but it's not that great for the tournament because I don't see too many upset results uh, coming forward. But I mean, so we'll far, have to, yeah. you know, we'll have to. See, and and so far, we haven't mm-hmm. seen any upsets yet. But of course, all eyes will be on Novak Djokovic, who will probably go down as the greatest tennis player of all time. You know, depending on how he performs in the next couple of years. Uh, Tianyu, I'll start with you. What do you make of Novak Djokovic's early matches at the Australian Open? And do you think it's going to be smooth sailing for him? Do you think that he's not going to face too much competition? Well, um, watching Novak Djokovic's recent match, I, it suddenly occurred to me that if this man was a fisherman, he would be... <laughs> Really let's start off with some sort of crazy of comparison. I love yeah, the first curious. question to ask. Let's confi- compare Djokovic to a fisherman. I'm curious how that sentence would end. <laughs> yes, yeah, please continue. <laughs> he would really make a fortune out of it. You know, this man just seems to be very good at fishing. What? Know, yeah, earlier this month at the, at the United Cup, he was beaten unexpectedly by Alex de Menauer. And during that match, he seemed to have some problems with his right wrist, calling for a physio therapist twice i'm still waiting the for the set. fisherman link <laughs> just wait okay i need to be patient see. sorry sorry yeah. and you're, getting court, there, you're getting there you're getting there yeah and on the court he was struggling with his serve you know you know producing a lot of unforced errors and, mm. and then in his first round match in melbourne the uh, the croatian young talent dino prismich really gave him a test and presented his his incredible defensive skills and the ability to, to attack at the right time yeah um but but still, it was this crafty fisherman what? that got his fish on the hook. He seemed to have fully recovered from his his wrist problem. This is a All very this- elongated <laughs> metaphor. Like it started very early, and now it's yeah. kind of finding its way back. Uh, and even though the game seemed to have a be a little back and forth from time to time mm. in the key moments, it was Djokovic who the would always sees his opportunity. To kill the game. So um, we've always seen this from him, right? Where yeah. in the critical moments, he just steps up. He can be facing insurmountable odds. Yeah. And when it, when the chips are really down, that's where we normally see the best of him, right? Even at this age against competitors that are sometimes, I mean, almost almost 20 years younger than him. But um, yeah. um, hang on. Um, I'm still... <laughs> are you still going back to the fisherman yeah, thing? I'm still confused about this uh, fisherman yeah. concept. We're going to need more explanation here. Are you saying um, yeah. Djokovic is using this um, wrist injury yeah, as, as a, a bait? Yeah, as a bait. Yeah. Okay. Oh. You know how to 
pull, when to pull the hook as right. you know to, to mess his opponent. Yeah. 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 Okay. I wonder. Oh. I've I've always thought of you know the so-called lesser tournaments that um, some of these greats play in. I wonder if they use them as opportunities to mm. make the uh, the the media and you know tennis fans doubt them, and they try yeah. different techniques and different you know sorts of uh, tactics to to kind of prepare for Grand Slam tournaments. That's what I would do. I would use that as an opportunity yeah. to, let's say, for example, I wanted to try a new backhand yeah. or if I wanted to try a different sort of service or, tactics. you know, yeah, different tactics. I would use that as an opportunity mm. to, to to try these new things mm. because if it works out, great. Mm. If it doesn't, then fantastic because then going into the Australian Open, mm. people would be doubting me. They would think, oh, this is my opportunity to mm. take down one of the greatest of all time. And um, I would use that underdog status to, yeah. you know, um, excel. Yeah, strategy. Yeah, I think uh, yeah he uh, Djokovic still played the the game with re- relative ease, and he was full of praise for this young Croatian player after the game, saying he felt like he was playing against himself in a mirror, playing against Prismic. I played one loose game in the second set, handed him the break, I rebroke, but I could feel that you know he's starting to feel more comfortable. He's not missing as much. He was. It was some grueling rallies. I mean, very physical game. I mean, almost four hours for four sets. Uh, it felt at, at, at some point that I was playing myself in the mirror already. Yeah, the remark kind of uh, echoes what he said uh, in an interview ahead of the tournament. Mm. Uh, when asked who he considered his greatest threat to the title in, uh, in the Mel- at the Melbourne Park, Djokovic said himself, yeah, and uh, Djokovic said his greatest <laughs> opponent is himself. Yeah. Oh. Classic. Remember how we've always spoken about like how sometimes the crowd get onto his back and that sort of thing, and how that sort of motivates him. He probably yeah. says things like this because he wants the crowd to get on his back, and that <laughs> motivates him. So he knows when he says something like that, the crowd's going to be like, "This guy thinks he's amazing." I mean, to be fair, he is, but mm. that you know, he probably tries to rile up you know mm. journalists and you know people like yeah. us and fans you know hype. so that when he yeah. does get to moments where he really needs that extra motivation and mm. fans start booing him you <laughs> know that kind of needs that stimulation mm. yeah the game. it reminds me of like draymond green you know in the nba when he plays right. for plays for um golden states when he he i think goes out of his way to annoy <laughs> opposition opponents opposition fans etc because honestly that drives him that motivates him and yeah. makes him perform better mm. and i honestly think it's the same for djokovic i mean and but looking at his his early performances do you think that it's going to be an easy run for him or do you think that he's going to face some challenges yeah i actually agree with uh, what djokovic said he australian open is his favorite and most successful event yeah which has been dominating throughout his career uh winning the title 10 times mm. and a 95% of win rate in the tournament. Crazy. It really gave him the confidence and ease to, you know, just to adjust his tempo and tactics with each game he plays. I guess he's not and, wrong. I mean, he really is his own greatest enemy yeah. because clearly everybody else that he's faced at this particular tournament, he's just cruised past them. Mm-hmm. Not cruised past them, but I mean, his win rates is just phenomenal. So yeah, incredible. statistically, if you look at it, he doesn't really, f- yeah. he hasn't really ever faced a uh, great opposition at that particular mm. tournament. He's yeah. on the top level alone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he literally does stand on that podium at the Australian Open for the last decade alone. So, I mean, you know, as arrogant as it sounds, you know, it kind of is true. He's <laughs> his own, he's his greatest threat because if he performs at his best, no one can really compete with him. But if he yeah. has, you know, mental issues or whatever he's dealing with, yeah. then there's opportunities for others to potentially take advantage of that. But if he is at his greatest level, 
can anybody compete with him at this tournament? I don't think mm. so. And as you said, motivation is definitely on his side too. You know, as he's aiming to end the GOAT debate this mm. year with a Golden Slam title. And uh, it's a push for man his age, but yeah. honestly, if anyone can do it, I think he can. We've had this discussion already, but mm. to try and go out and win five Grand Slams at the That's age insane. of what thirty seven, four Grand Slams, and and, and, the, the, and the Olympics. Sorry, yeah. So five five major titles um, at his age, um, thirty seven at thirty seven, and you know facing pretty stiff competition um, and dealing with a couple of uh, injuries and you know aging legs, etc. Um, if he could do it. Um, he will probably go down as one of the greatest athletes of all time, yeah, I would say. I agree. Um, yeah, but uh, looking at this early stages at the uh, Australian Open, Yang Guang, do you do you agree with um, do you agree with Djokovic? Do you think he's his uh, potential greatest opponent? Um, yes and no. Um, yes, he has achieved something no one has achieved at the Australian Open, but um, no, um, I think he's already showing decline in mm. some parts of the game. Um, it was a scary start for Djokovic um, this <clears> year. <throat> a four-hour battle to start a Grand Slam is not a good news for a top mm. player like him. No, and also not for someone his age. Yeah. Because fatigue will start to set in mm. at some point, and mm. you've got the Australian conditions to exactly. deal with. It's mm. it's tough. Right. Um, the Croatian teenager Dino Prismic really cost Novak um, some trouble, so I won't go into the process of the whole match, but... Um, there were some a couple of moments where you can tell Djokovic really struggled in some shots. One was in the fifth set after a long rally. Djokovic leaned on his racket to catch a breath. Jeez. You can definitely feel Djokovic's heavy legs um, when Prismic returned the ball, no matter how difficult it looked. How old is Prismic? 18. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's so unfair that we're comparing a 37-year-old to an 18-year-old, but this is what Djokovic wants to do, and he's going to face moments like that where he's going to be completely out of breath playing against, essentially, a child. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's going to be very difficult, you know, regardless of talent and abilities, to, to just be able to keep up with someone that's so much younger than you, even if he's half as talented as you are. I mean, just, um, what's the word? Just, like, scientifically. I mean, before any match has begun when he's facing someone that age he's already technically on the back foot mm. um i don't know how the future career would look like for uh, prismich but for that particular match he defended like the young version of djokovic himself <laughs> djokovic also said he was impressed with uh, prismich's uh, physical status of course as um, a player who is half djokovic's age uh, prismich's speed endurance should be an advantage but at the same time i think no one should deny Djokovic's decline on that part of the game. Mm. It can be the first field in Djokovic's overall strength that can go wrong and drag the goat down. Yeah, and I guess this is something that um, opposing players, every time he faces them this year, they're going to target mm -hmm. that. They're going to try and make him as tired as possible. Yeah. Uh, another moment in Djokovic's opener, he celebrated wildly, shouting to his box after winning the third set after he lost the second. In the first round, that is a bit yeah. un-Djokovic-like. Mm. That is a bit weird. Yeah, I didn't really see Djokovic getting so emotional uh, mm. in the first round Grand Slam matches. Of course, he was pushed in a way he was never pushed before in an opener, but uh, still, 
it tells how stressful a player can be. Even it's Djokovic、uh, when he plays a no name, and the game goes off the track a bit in the middle.、Mm. It was a huge relief to get winning feeling back.、Yeah. But I wonder how much of that was down to him struggling with his game, or just struggling with the、um, the fatigue element because. He's. He, I feel like he was probably celebrating something like that because he was able to push through that fatigue and still beat this kid,、um, which is an achievement. Like you said, playing someone half his age, it, it, that that alone is an, an incredible achievement、mm. to to overcome. You know that difficulty and playing for that amount of time. But with that in mind, I mean, this is the like you like we've said, this is the first round.、Yeah. Can he really maintain that fire throughout the entire tournament? Exactly.、Um, I have to say I'm a little worried about Djokovic, but、um, it seems like every year Djokovic would、uh, <coughs> encounter some problems in early round matches,、mm. like last year's second round tie against、um, Enzo Cucat. Djokovic lost only set of the whole event, but I definitely saw some flaws in Djokovic's start to the Australian Open this year.、Mm. But do you think it's mostly down to the aging process, or do you think he's just a little bit rusty? I think.、Um, He took the、um, first round games for granted a、mm. little bit. Or he, he, there's a possibility that he's doing a, a good fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, the, I mean, there is that argument to it. But I mean, for four hours、mm. and to 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 show the signs of fatigue that he did、mm. and to celebrate as wildly as he did in the first round, he did it too much. <laughs> no, I just think that he, <laughs> even if he was holding something back, I don't think he was expecting to be pushed that far. Yeah. And I think that a lot of that was probably down to either overestimating his ability to deal with aging, or he. Either grossly underestimated his、um, his opponent,、mm-hmm. and I think this is something he needs to be aware of going forward in twenty twenty four. In particular, is that everybody he faces, whether it's the first round or the final,、mm-hmm. everybody's going to see it as an opportunity to down one of the、mm-hmm. greatest、yeah. players of all time,、yeah. and he's going to have to deal with. I think fatigue is going to be Djokovic's biggest enemy this year, besides you know like his battle with himself, and、um, you know trying to stay on top of his his game and stay injury free. I think he's going to be pushed physically every single match that he plays this year, and if he wants to go on and, and achieve that Golden Slam, I don't know how he's going to cope with、um, the fatigue. It's going to be very, very interesting to watch indeed as the year progresses.、Uh, Tianyu, there's also been some mixed results、uh, for some of China's top talents, and I think this is going to be a pivotal year for one or two of them in particular because of the success that was achieved in 2023. I think of the likes of Zhang Qinwen in particular.、Mm. Um, but just looking at some of the mixed results you've seen so far, have there been any real big achievements?、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that surprised you with a victory. Have there been any disappointments so far? Well, in the women's singles,、uh, Wang Yafan is definitely the biggest、mm. surprise for the Chinese fans.、It、She's was, a veteran, right? Yeah, yeah. It was after three years of waiting that she finally came to the stage of the Melbourne Park. Yeah, and when playing against a tough opponent, the twenty-second seed Romanian player. Serena Cristia, she lost the first set without winning a single game, and、uh, opened the second set with a three-nil deficit. But after that, Wang made an incredible comeback and caused a major upset. So she was actually nine games down. Yeah, yeah, and then、games. fought back from that. Lost that means nine games. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's I, I, that. I can't think of the last time that that happened in tennis. That's, taken, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah it was a total crush to lose nine consecutive yeah. games. It's yeah. very. I mean, even if a player is terrible, not saying she's terrible, but even if even if a player is terrible, it's very rare that they don't win at least one game, like mm. on their own service. So yeah, to yeah. fight back from being nine games down is incredible. Yeah, I believe whoever watched those nine games would believe there was no way for one yeah. to recover. Yeah. Or um, when you are like like nine games down, it's like you can kind of starting to feel that you have nothing to lose. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's, a, that's right. a good point that's too. Right. Starting also right, to yeah. Change your tactics and mm. you know, and you know, be a little bit less conservative yeah. and just go all out. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. tennis is uh, such a sport with so many dramatic twists mm. um, and a lot of momentum. So you probably yeah. find there was a momentum shift that her mm. opponent probably couldn't deal with. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, also uh, aside from uh, Wang Yafan, Zheng Qingwen also got off to a good start mm. by well, beating. Lost her <laughs> first game. Uh, yeah, but uh, first, yeah, but uh, yeah, as always, she showed her ability to make quick adjustments when she was falling behind. Mm. And but Zhu Ling was a major disappointment as she was upset by French player Dodin, who was, was way below her in terms of world rankings, mm. like kind of ranked 19th place 95 yeah i mean when we look at these grand slams and i think we've spoken about a couple of players that have been upset by you know unseeded or very low ranked players i mean i wonder how much of an impact rankings really have it seems Mm. like when you get to these grand slam tournaments that kind of all goes out the window and it's just kind of like who shows up on the day and we've we've seen that um you know whether it be for good or bad reasons when we're thinking of um, some of the chinese tennis players out there but it seems like we shouldn't take these rankings too yeah. seriously. It doesn't speak much of uh, the strength of a single player. Cause, yeah, particularly yeah. when they get to a Grand Slam tournament, because I think when it's something that serious and, you know, where a lot of these tennis players have probably looked forward just to participating in a Grand Slam tournament for their whole lives, I think that's, you know, those tournaments, um, that's where rankings go out the window just because of the the desire of some of the lower-ranked, um, mm. lesser players, supposedly, because... I think in those moments, sometimes desire can um, outweigh talent. Yeah, if you rank top twenty or twenty, top thirty at the time, maybe it just proves that uh, you are your you are at your best forms mm. uh, in a period of time. But mm. uh, and sometimes the rankings also puts pressure mm. on some players. You know, sometimes yeah. they go into a tournament if they rank number one, number two. Yeah. Then sometimes that pressure actually uh, negatively impacts them. Yeah, to maintain the rank, it takes a lot of consistency. Yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yang Guang, any surprises? Any disappointments? Um, well, Shang Junchen was just a brilliant mm. um, in the men's singles. Um, he played his close friend, Mackenzie McDonald, who eliminated Rafael Nadal at last year's Australian Open. Um, Shang trains a lot with McDonald, and um, they know each other very well. Um, it reminds have- me of that movie Wimbledon. Do you remember when? I don't know if you've seen it. No. Um, but uh, uh, one of the, the main characters goes on to win the title at the end, but on the path to that... Uh, title when he had to face his um, his training partner and like mm. one of his best friends and absolutely destroyed him. Um, so that's always quite a and it sounds like there was a really good performance in this match as well against a, yeah. a training partner. Mm. So I think that's always a little bit tricky for a friendship when you go out there and absolutely destroy <laughs> your best friend on like the biggest stage in tennis. So yeah. how would they face each other the next, after the, that match? The next time they train together, it might be a little bit quieter than usual. <laughs> Um, but I have to say, Sean certainly lifted his serve quite a lot, uh, which played a key role in his victory. And I was actually worried if it, he could survive a five-set marathon because he looks kind of um, 
slim, and um, he's mm. only 18 years old. But it turned out he managed that quite well. Uh, that Sometimes was... that can help, though. I mean, this, uh, the strength element then becomes tricky, but normally mm. the slimmer players that are lighter on their feet, sometimes they can handle the extended periods of play better than some of mm. the heavier guys like uh, like Nadal, for example. Yeah, there was no such problem as endearing the disadvantage from Shang's side, obviously. Yeah. That uh, quite surprised me, yeah. So we've now seen uh, Tianyu Naomi Osaka uh, return to the Grand Slam stage, and um, she's a highly respected tennis player and um, one of the best female players of the last couple of mm-hmm. years. Uh, what do you make of her return? Do you think that she can get back to her best? I think uh, from what we have seen so far in her match, she she has a fair chance of getting back to her prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the first time for her to get back to the stage of a major tournament since September 2022. And she was just as fierce as power f- and powerful as before. She and uh, Caroline Garcia really delivered a high-quality match for us. Both of them served excellently, and it seemed like a, the 16-month leave has little, little impact on mm-hmm. Osaka's Heavy weaponry. Her first serve is still uh, one of the most destructive shots in the game, and her pace and weight of shot remains at a high level. And even though she uh, ended up losing the the, the game, but just like her opponent Garcia said after the match, for someone who has been out for 15 months, giving birth six months ago is really impressive yeah so uh yeah even though that's that's a fair point yeah Mm. look i've had what i've you know i've said Mm. think and had thoughts about naomi osaka and you know just thinking about it now you know maybe sometimes taking an extended break from the game for whatever reason it may be maybe it's a good time to fix what needs to be fixed and kind of reset and get back to your best especially if you're still relatively young um i mean regardless of the pregnancy you know um that's a whole nother uh conversation um, but just just taking an extended break from the game when you are a high level athlete, maybe that allows you to kind of reset and recharge mm. and come back to your best if you spend that time wisely. Yang Wang, do you think that you know she can achieve that? Do you think that the break could have been good for her? Yeah, we've seen so many cases where um, women's players went back to tennis courts after um, pregnancy. Serena Williams, uh, mm. Caroline Wozniacki. But Naomi Osaka was in a in, in a different position where that wasn't the only reason that she stepped away from the game. Um, That's true. So yeah. I guess it's a, a fairly unique situation, or at least something. It's unique in the sense that I don't think a lot of at- tennis players previously have spoken out about um, taking a break from the game for mental reasons. Mm. She's the first like high profile athlete in tennis that I can think of that's used that as a as a reason. Yeah, um, but um, the names I just mentioned, we've noticed a certain decline when they get back to the court. And mm. uh, Naomi Osaka, I think um, she stayed away from tennis courts for how long? 16 months, was it? 16 yeah. months. It's a very long time. That's yeah. even longer than um, the time when Serena Williams yeah. stayed away from the court. So, yeah, it's a very tricky start for, for her. Um, looking for the past few matches in Australia... I don't really, including warming up matches, mm. I don't really think she is there yet, returning to her prime. Yeah, I think she has found her rhythm in hitting those shots. There were some signature powerful shots from her side of the game against uh, Caroline Garcia. She made a lot of beautiful shots. 
But her footwork wasn't quite there compared to her peak time. Her reaction to the ball and the following movement were kind of slow, and、uh, which、mm. disallowed him to attack or counterattack from a rather comfortable position. Yeah, that certainly compromised her shot qualities. Osaka also admitted that、um, she wasn't in her best after that match. Yeah, I thought it was a really good match. For me, I felt like I did the best that I could possibly do, and of course, I have to tell myself like. Hey, like six months ago, you were pregnant and stuff like that. And there's a voice in my head that's like, "Who are you to like think that you can come back and immediately start winning matches?" But I kind of always expect myself to stand a chance, anyways. So I guess just being nicer to myself is a, like a key thing that I I learned in my time away.、Uh, of course, meeting the 16th seed Garcia to open the Grand Slam is not easy.、Yeah. Uh, there's no time to fine tune her form. Uh, competition became intense from the very first minutes, but I guess Osaka has to deal with this kind of situation in the rest of the year. Yeah, it's it's look, it's early days, and I think、um, we're just going to have to watch、uh, her progress as the year as the year goes on. But I mean, it's I, I think it's great to see one of the stars of the game return, and we have to see、uh, what she got she can go on and achieve. And、um, yeah, we have to look forward to the rest of the Australian Open. I think it's going to be great to watch and.、Um, Yeah, lots of excitement, and I think it's going to be a great, a great year for tennis, which of course includes、uh, the Paris 2024 Olympics, which should also be great to watch. But that's all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us, and of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we'll see you then. Sideline Story.